Today on the Cool Expressions Podcast, with your host Tony Peters, we will be looking at socialism and whether or not the Bible teaches us. Uh, as people do claim the Bible teaches socialism, uh, and they use some verses from Acts to claim that socialism is something that uh, would have been upheld by Jesus Christ, um, but they really could not be more wrong. And we'll be looking at this from the book, We Will Not Be Silenced by Erwin W. Lutzer. Uh, so the main argument that they use is from Acts 4.32, when they say no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. Um, they also use uh, the fact that Ananias and Sapphira got struck down or killed uh, because they held wealth back for themselves. So they will use that, and then they'll use the fact that Jesus preached compassion towards the poor um, as an excuse to say that the Bible really does preach socialism and uh, ultimately communism, as compassion is more taught than capitalism because of its distribution of, of wealth that is, that is used in there. But really, when you look at it, uh, the early church can't, be applied to government policy. The believer's commitment to have everything in common was voluntary. No one, including Ananias and Sapphira, uh, were obligated in their participation in this. Uh, they weren't told that they had to. Peter made this pretty clear when he visited the couple and traced their sin to the deception of saying they had given all the money to the apostles when they had given only part of it. He clarified that the land and the money received for it was theirs to give or to keep. Peter said, while it remained unsold, did it not remain your uh, your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? And he says this in Acts 5.4. In other words, the land was theirs and they were free to sell it and keep the money or keep ownership of the property. Deception was their sin, not the withholding uh, of wealth. Um, and the Bible will say this time and time again um, about the right to having private property. Uh, even in the Ten Commandments, in Exodus twenty fifteen, it says, "You shall not steal," um, talking about personal property. And and uh, so, whether theft comes from another individual or the state stealing, it is still stealing. Uh, the Bible does not put forth an economic plan for the nations of the world. But there are reasons that capitalism has its roots in the Protestant Reformation, which proposed the idea that it was uh, that if a good man were to seek to gain wealth through making products that people want, as long as it is done with honesty and integrity, they're able to do so. Uh, it also developed what is is known as the Protestant work ethic. Uh, which says hard work, discipline, and frugality are biblical. Um, God gave Adam work to do in the Garden of Eden, uh, expecting him to tend it with care and integrity. And in Ecclesiastes 2.24, uh, we read, There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in, its, in this toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. So, with that, it, everything, whether it's it's an exciting job or a boring, mundane job, 
it's not unbiblical to be rich off of these things. It's the deception and dishonesty that the Bible is preaching against. Um, it is not saying that socialism or communism should be upheld. No, it is, it is simply saying that you cannot uh, work indefinitely for, um, as a poet Paul ended up saying here, um, if anything, anyone is not willing to work, let them not eat. So it's saying we all need to work for what, what we get. We all need to work hard to get what we get and to put food on the table, support our families. We need to be working hard to do that. And socialism would have it so that even if you aren't working hard, you're going to get the same amount as someone who's working hard and putting in a good effort. That is socialism. Um, that is not what the Bible is teaching here. Um, so capitalism only works when capitalists create businesses that people that meet people's needs. Capitalism is not dependent on producing products that people will actually want or buy. Consumers are voting in favor of capitalism with their dollars. So how much they spend is saying what the need is or what their wants are. Uh, and it's through that spending of the dollar that we can say that capitalism is, is being upheld in society. And the Bible also teaches along that same line with capitalism. When you look at what the apostles are all saying and what the Bible's shown through example that people got what they got through hard work. I mean, David to get become king, and yes, he was anointed early on, but he worked hard to get to that place where he actually got to be king. I mean, he ran from Saul for so long and remained faithful to Jesus Christ for so long. And Joseph, how much suffering did he go through to get where he was? And he had to work hard to keep that position and get to that position. It was his hard work and faith in Jesus Christ, or not in Jesus Christ, in God, that was able to get him into that position and keep him in that position. He remained faithful to God throughout that whole time. That's what got him where he is. And now we can go through our faith in Jesus Christ and our faith in God and working hard and maintaining that in order to get where we are. And socialism would have you be become lazy and dependent on the government. And dependence on the government is not where we want to be at. Uh, we've seen communism throughout the world and how it's failed and destroyed societies. It's led to a death and persecution of, of many people, especially Christians, um, simply because they didn't want to follow the communist manifesto. They didn't believe in what was going on in that. Um, and economy is supported by capitalism. Um, socialism would destroy the economy, which would destroy people's livelihoods and ultimately make them dependent on the government, which is exactly what the point of socialism is, is to have you depend on the government and the government to have control and to have a handful of people have all the control and all the power. That's what they want. Our power comes from Jesus Christ. Our power comes from God and our guidance comes from the Holy Spirit. So that is what we need to be following is those three parts of our triune God to get where we are and to maintain our position in this world and to support our families and to support our, our, our missions and ultimately fulfill the Great Commission, which is to spread the word of God to all nations and all tongues. Um, and socialism, if you look at it, can't really 
function permanently. And we've seen it, it fail and fall time and time again, simply because it, it can't possibly maintain itself. Um, it, the economy has to somehow be kept going and people will get tired of being downtrodden and walked all over that that's what they will get tired of and they will get tired of the greed and corruption that happens um through well it happens through socialism and capitalism but um corruption and greed definitely is a big part of socialism especially because that few that group of few people on top have all that power and they will put their thumb down on anyone who tries to oppose them whereas capitalism if you oppose them they don't try to put their thumb down and and totally wipe you out or kill you in a lot of cases uh, or imprison you for for your disagreement that's not capitalism that's socialism that does that um, and that is not freedom as socialism projects saying they are about freedom that is is definitely not freedom um and we've seen this time and time again throughout history in any of these communist governments that they just can't maintain their ability or their control because people will eventually revolt and get tired of it um and we need to turn and look at the bible for our answers and for our support and knowing that uh, through the bible we can we can uh, overcome anything and we just need to pray and ma maintain our strength and especially in these times where they are trying to hurt the church so as a church we have to look at it and, and ask a, a question that, that Lutzer asks here. He says, what does the above discussion about monetary policy that we've been discussing here uh, teach us about what money really is? Uh, millions of Christians are surviving under socialist regime, regimes run by corrupt bureaucrats. The capitalist countries have their share of greed and corruption along with the poor living among the rich. Um, and we have to look at, does it really matter? And it does. And Lutzer gives several reasons here. So we'll briefly go over those reasons. Um, and it, capitalism has given many Christians in the West the opportunity to make more money than they need. And it's fueled missions projects world, around the world. It's helped um, churches. It's helped communities that need more support and help around the world. And in our own communities, it's helped people who are downtrodden and suffering we're able to then help them because we've made money to be able to afford to help them and offer that help. Um, and you can do that in many ways, especially even with my own mission and broadcast, um, we suffer with funds. Uh, funding is, is definitely something that, that my own mission struggles with and uh, money from, from other Christians and supporters would be very, very helpful in helping us keep spreading that word and keeping that going. Um, so that's the kind of thing that we can do through through capitalism and through um, Christians actually making some money to be able to afford, but you have to be willing to, to share and to give to these causes that, that need help. Um, and Christians, most of the time, they do show generosity. Um, even during the COVID-19 pandemic, we can take a look at it and how much Christians were supporting those around the world who had COVID or businesses that were struggling because of COVID or people who had no jobs because of COVID. Um, and then we take a look at the Bible and, and the Good Samaritan um, and how he helped help somebody along the road to Jericho. Um, and Jesus tells us that the Samaritan set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him 
And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Luke 10, 34-35. And that was voluntary. Uh, and it was it was giving freely, uh, not because some socialist government told them that they had to. Um, so we as Christians, we have the, the mantra that we should share the burden of those who are struggling. And we need to think about it. And um, why did Jesus repeatedly warn about the dependence of money? And what did he mean when he spoke about true riches? Why is money so deceitful? Well, it's because money um, claims to make the same promises as God. Uh, it, it tries to replace God. Often in our lives, it becomes this focus. This main focus is on money, 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 money. And yes, money is important, but at the end of the day, the Bible tells us that uh, that Jesus is, is going to be with us and money can fail us. We can easily lose our money. It can easily lose our, our, way, way, our ability to make money. And God will always be there. He will be there for us in our lows and our highs. And he will always keep going with us whereas money what well, can't do that it can't actually be there for you no matter what because it can disappear it can be gone and god cannot be destroyed it cannot he cannot disappear he will always be there and god will always keep his promises whereas money won't money can say it will people can be like oh yeah money will be there it'll be there because i'm rich well the richest people can often become addiction, uh, addicted to things and lose all that money. and or, or their business can dry up and then they lose their money. And that won't happen with God. Um, and we can take a look at uh, Luke 16, 9, where it says, So that when it fails, friends, you receive, you may receive uh, you into the eternal dwellings. So what it's saying is that money um you can use it while you're here on earth but you can't use it afterwards in, in eternity jesus will be with us that is the true rich richness it is that jesus will be with us jesus will guide us and that we have an eternal life with jesus christ promised to us that is the true rich um that we can look forward to um, whereas again, money cannot promise that because once you die with money, money is no longer relevant to you, whereas Jesus will always be relevant to us. Um, so we can take a look again at uh, another verse here. When the Lord comes, it says the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be expelled. Second Peter 3.10. So that means money will disappear, our good works will disappear, everything will disappear. What will remain with us is our faith in Jesus Christ and our, our hope uh, in a life of heaven and being in Jesus Christ's eternal glory and seeing all three parts of, of God at one time and knowing that we can praise and worship God for eternity and we can be at the foot of the crown or in the throne of, of Jesus Christ, and we can worship our God 
freely without fear of persecution and we can be in his glory forever that is the ultimate goal for all of us is to be in jesus christ and jesus christ glory and know the father god and have that holy spirit that we feel right now that we get washing over us have that holy spirit guide us and be in that presence of all three parts of god at one time and worship god that is our true richness that is what we live for and ultimately when we die we will be reborn and be given new bodies and be able to worship God forever.